Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 306. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello there, beautiful Mums with Hustle fam. I hope that wherever you're listening to this podcast, you are feeling good, happy, and that you're able to look at what you have been doing in your life and in your business with pride. I know that's so hard to do sometimes, isn't it? So just last week on episode 305, I shared what my 20-hour work week looks like and I just want to thank everybody so much for the awesome feedback, uh, hitting me up in the DMs or, you know, on the Facebook page, in the Facebook group or in the Social Method Society, wherever you hang out. The feedback has been really, really well received, even from some of my own peers in the mastermind that I'm a part of because a lot of people are working too many hours. Well, when I say too many hours, not by my standard, by their own standard. A lot of people are feeling the burnout. And I'm recording this episode towards the end of the year. It's November at the moment. And I feel like it's natural to be feeling a little bit tired or to want some uh, time off. But I think this idea of overworking being in a constant state of overwhelm or a feeling of just, oh my gosh, I'm so behind, my to-do list is endless. I feel like it's got so much more to do with a general culture or normalization of overworking and burning out when you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you want to call yourself. And I want that to end. I stand for normalizing shorter work weeks, (laughs) working in your own time, regardless of how long you've been in business, feeling content about your progress and the amount of hours that you are able to work or choose to work given the season of life that you're in. So I welcome all of the conversations and the honesty around the hours that we choose to keep in our business. The same can be said about boundaries boundaries in business. I did a post on Instagram the other day and it, pardon my French, but it said, um, having boundaries doesn't make you a bitch. And that came straight from a DM conversation that I had with a beautiful, beautiful woman inside of my community. She's an influencer. Uh, she may be listening to this. Hey girl. (laughs) But she basically just sent me a DM and she was like, Tracy, what would you do in this instance? I'm clearly an influencer and I work with some really large brands and I've been doing this for a really long time, but more and more so it appears as though brands are getting a little bit more fussy or strict in their directions of how she creates content for their brand, uh, wanting to do several revisions of reels and saying, oh, don't like that song, or can you please use royalty-free music? 
However, none of that was really in the contract. And then it's kind of like, I've met the brief. I've done the work. I've done the work a couple of times. Like what happens here now? You're clearly not happy. The client is not happy. And uh, there, there's some wires crossed. And so had a little bit of a chat and the long and the short of it is she just confided in me that she just fears coming across as a bitch if she was to assert her boundaries or to say, well, actually that wasn't in the contract. I can't do that this time. Or sure, I'm happy to do that, but that's a different service or that's just, that's a different package. Here's the quote for that sort of package. Because she said, there really is a stigma and a stereotype about women who do speak up being considered a bitch or being considered uh, hard to work with or bossy or feisty or, yeah, just hard work and fearing that she will get less work as a result of that reputation or that stereotype. So that's what was really going on underneath that. But in the post that I shared on Instagram, and I do encourage you to go and check it out, I shared several examples of times where I've had to be strong and assert my boundaries and where they have, quite frankly, offended people. But here's what I know as a people pleaser. (laughs) Hands up, people pleasers. My hands up. It's really hard to assert our boundaries, isn't it? When we just want to be good and we want to make people happy. But what can happen is you can spend most of your days being so offended and so let down or feeling pressured or feeling like your values and your morals are being questioned for the sake of someone else's joy or them getting what they want and that can leave you feeling extremely depleted, undervalued, and also really stressed and anxious because what they're asking of you goes against what you value in your true core self. So having boundaries is necessary. It actually leads to people respecting you more and uh, it's okay. It's okay for everybody to not like you. Now, I just went on a tangent because I did not jump on this episode today and expect to talk about that. (laughs) Crazy. But anyway, that's kind of all what's been happening on Instagram, okay? So last week's episode 305, what my 20-hour work week looks like. You can go and listen to that episode if you haven't already. But I do encourage you to listen to it at some stage and to think about what your work week looks like, what you want it to look like. Not what you think it has to look like, what you want it to look like based on your current season of life. And the majority of you here listening to this podcast are mothers. So in the season of motherhood that you're in, what do you want your business to look like? Because yes, let's not glamorize or normalize burnout. No. Now I had another The reason I'm talking to you about all of this Instagram content or DM conversation stuff is because that's where lots of the good stuff happens. So if you're listening to this and you're not following me over at Mums With Hustle on Instagram, head on over. 
and hit the follow button and engage with my stuff if you like it or share it if you think it's going to help the people in your community. That would be super cool. But I did put up a question sticker in my Instagram stories last week and it was kind of like a ask me anything and I'll answer it on the podcast. And I was, yeah, I received some really, (laughs) really awesome questions. And one of them, I was like, well, damn girl, that's a whole podcast episode. So rather than answer a whole bunch of the questions, I'm actually just going to share what this individual asked me. And that was the beautiful Kerry. Now, shout out to Kerry because she has just also uh, been offered a place in the Inner Circle Mastermind for 2022. So Kerry helps to mentor teachers to keep them happy and, and looks after their mental well-being. Love that. And the question that she asked was to do with some business mistakes that I have made and how I have recovered from them or how I changed as a result, the lessons learned, that sort of thing. So I thought I would spend some time with you here on the podcast and I would share three business mistakes with you and what were the learnings to really come out of those mistakes. So here we go. Mistake number one, I would say, is not letting someone go when I knew that I should have ages before I really did let them go. And what I mean is saying goodbye to a contractor or a team member. In the early days, I found it really hard to let people go when clearly they were not right for their role or there wasn't a role that was right for them inside of the business. But I felt bad. Hello, people pleasers. Hands up again. Yes, my hand is up. I felt bad. And um, I liked these people. I thought that they were really lovely, lovely women. But it was very clear to me very early on that it was just not going to work. So as a small business, a small family business, you know, I kept them on and that affects your bottom line. And the thing that got me through it was, of course, going to my mastermind peers and to my mentor and really sharing that and um, having them kind of support me and empathise with me and share their own stories of times they've had to do this but to also tell me what lies on the other side, what lies on the other side of the fear of letting that person go. And what I came to realise is that when we hold on to people so tightly or we're so afraid of hurting their feelings, we're also keeping them from spreading their wings and finding the right place or the right thing for them. So I was like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do that. Then the other thing that really helped me get through it was thinking about all of you, (laughs) thinking about my community and my customers and what you really needed. And that really just wasn't possible when I didn't have the right people in the right seats in my business. So that ultimately was like, oh, like I'm like a fierce mama bear over this community most definitely over my students, my members, my clients in the mastermind. 
And I need the right people in the right seat so that we can have the impact and do the work and help everybody have the transformations that they're looking for. So ultimately I was like, "Mm, it's going to be a gift to my community, a gift to the rest of us as a team and a gift to the individual to set that person free. So, yeah, but of course it took way longer than it needed to for me to be able to do it. But now, yeah, I've definitely grown as a result and I always, always, always trust my gut and I have moved so far from that. Like I've just, it's no longer hard to do. It's not nice. I don't think that we ever want to get to a place where that feels nice, but I've definitely grown from that one. The next one is being way too attached to launches. Ooh, those of you that have ever done a product launch or a website launch or a launch of a digital offer or even a physical product or collection, you know what I'm talking about, I bet. But being way too attached to expectations around the results or an outcome of a launch to the point that if something broke in the launch, and I'm going to specifically give a real example here. You know, there was a time several years ago now, an email didn't go out or uh, an email went out and it didn't have like a countdown timer in it or something like that. And the offer was not available for very long at all. So that was something I really wanted to have on this email. And it either didn't go out or it didn't go out with the timer on it or something like that. And I got so upset when I heard about that. I was like, what? How could that happen? Oh my gosh. Like as if that was going to make or break the results of the launch. No. And here's the thing, launches stuff up all the time. Things break. If you're going into a launch and you've got the expectations that something's not going to go wrong, or at least, I mean, something is going to go wrong and more than one thing can break or go wrong, but you've got to be unshakable. And here's the here's the other thing. Launches start way before an open cart period. So, you know, something technical going wrong in that open cart period or an email not going out or Facebook going down. Remember that big outage? I've launched in the middle. I launched in the middle of that in, in like, was that October? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, like stuff happens. So just getting way too hung up on it and then letting it affect me for a few hours or the whole day or just feeling like we're not going to, oh, we're not going to do well because of a mistake. No. (laughs) Ah, launches shouldn't be that stressful. So I'm so glad I've gone through the weeds of that phase. But if you're there now, I see you. I see you, sister. But yeah, less attachment to the launches. Um, And then the third mistake I would say it relates to launches again and probably again to the attachment, but more so being held back by the past success of launches and then therefore resisting launching for a very long time in between launches. Also being really burnt out from the previous launch. So I guess the real third thing is 
delaying launching again because I feared not getting the same result, if not better, than the previous launch. That's what I mean when I say being held back by past success. Sometimes we can achieve amazing things in our businesses, in our careers, in our studies, just in life in general, and then we can be like, oh, can I replicate that again? And I've heard a lot of athletes speak about this also, that pressure of like, oh, my gosh, what if I, like, can you imagine Usain Bolt? Like, fastest man in the world. Can you imagine him saying, oh, no, I'm not going to run again because what if I don't beat my my world record time? Or like, what if I don't come first again? Everyone's so used to me coming first. So a fear, which I'd never heard him say, by the way, but fearing past success can really hold us back. So I know that's going to speak to some people. Maybe write that one down. Like, where have I let past success or accolades or achievements hold me back from moving forward in whatever it is that I want to do now? Mm, That's a good question to ask yourself on your thinking day or in your thinking time. Yeah, so there was that. But it wasn't just the past success that delayed me from launching again. It was also being burnt out. It is a real thing. Like, When you are new to launching and new to business, you're quite fragile, you can be really burnt out by the energy that you've expelled throughout a whole launch and just the overwhelm. If you're feeling a pressure to make a certain amount of revenue in a launch as well, like that mental load, that stress that you carry of like, oh my gosh, this has to make whatever in order for me to keep my business open or not have to go back to work after this maternity leave. Like I've heard that stress from so many women before that it can make launching feel awful and exhausting and you can have like a real post-launch burnout or hangover really. It's like an energetic hangover. And that can delay you and it certainly did play a part in delaying Mine subsequent launches, like I just found myself putting launching off. It was because of past success and also that post-launch hangover feeling that I was avoiding it. So thankfully, again, I've gotten past that. And how have I gotten past it? I've gotten past it by launching more. <laughs> it really is just a muscle. It's a muscle and you've got to flex it. I kind of got to go through the growing pains to get to the other side. And unfortunately, I just see way too many people quitting before they ever build that muscle. Also, another thing that really helps is being around other business owners that have a similar model or people that are launching, people that have gone through it and come out the other side and they can speak wisdom into you and you can be like, okay, cool. I can do this and just having that support. And that's why I love, you know, building communities. I love that we get to do that for each other inside of the Social Method Society. I love that I get to do that in a really deep and intimate way for the women inside of the Inner Circle Mastermind. It's why I'm in a mastermind myself and a part of several coaching communities. No one should be left alone to their own devices with their own thoughts. Oh my gosh. No, (laughs) we all need that encouragement and that support and the modeling 
of everything's going to be okay. This is part of the process. You can do this. Let's work through it together. So yeah, they are my three mistakes. I would say. I chatted to Carl uh, just before I hit record and he's like, would you really say they're mistakes though? We tend to not really feel like we've made any mistakes, not to toot our own horns, but like everything is a process. You learn everything in your own time. And so these are just learnings. They're experiences that I had to go through. And they carried great lessons inside of them, really great lessons. They also helped to clarify and move away a lot of the fog that I was experiencing in those early days. And now I just have all of this clarity, less resistance to launching, less attachment to it, less people-pleasing going on. (laughs) But it's all character building. And um, like I said, it's a muscle. You've got to, got to work it out. And the only way to work it out is to work through it. So if you're in the season of struggling with any of those things or maybe just your own stuff, work through it because you are so much stronger than you think and you're going to come out of it on the other end so much stronger and better for it. There is nothing that you can't work through in your business, Okay. So I'll leave it there. I hope you enjoyed that one. And if you did, please head on over and leave me a review on iTunes. Hit that five stars. Tell me what you're loving most about the podcast or how it helps you to stay inspired or motivated, or maybe you pick up some things to help move your business forward. That would mean so much to me. And it also helps to amplify or multiply the podcast to more women just like yourselves. So please go ahead and do that. And I'll see you here next week on the Mums with Hustle podcast. Have a great one.